Welcome to The Way We Work It. Here we look at real-life examples of how believers live out their faith in the workplace. I am your host, Lindsay Raffel, and we hope you are challenged, encouraged, and even slightly amused as we work it out together. As I get started with this first episode, I just want to say first off, thank you so much for listening and Also, I would really appreciate your prayers on this journey. I'll be honest, after choosing a topic for this first episode, I really struggled with applying this in my own life, and and I'll share more on that a little bit later, but for me, it really hit home just how hard and how important it is to look at how we're living our life for Christ in the workplace, to ask ourselves tough questions but also allow room for God to encourage us through his words and also through each other. And that's really what this is all about. So with that, let's rock and roll on this. So getting started with this podcast, I really was thinking about what Christians wrestle with day in and day out at work. And for me, I know I wrestle a lot with purpose, with whether this thing I do every day between 8 and 5 or 7.30 and 4.30 is actually what I'm meant to be doing. And in the corporate world, of course, uh, right now, a popular topic is whether you are a big picture, strategic thinker, or you're a tactical details person. So I thought it was only fitting really to start this podcast with the big picture, the aerial view of what it really means to be a Christian in the workplace. Um, I know I'm not the only one who wrestles with this. A few years ago, I was having dinner with a friend and she was asking the same questions. How do I figure out what God is calling me to? How do I know what my purpose is? And and I've had similar conversations with other friends and family. And what I've found is that it's really easy to make this a complicated question. But in reality, it's really simple. And it's almost so simple that it is complicated and if you're an overthinker like me, you will definitely get get that. But really, Jesus was the master, I believe, at keeping things simple. So I think if we're going to ask the question of, you know, what is our purpose um, in the workplace, day to day, Monday through Friday, we should go to, to the source. Let's go to Jesus. So first off, just looking at Matthew 22, 37 through 39, Jesus is speaking with his disciples, who I I think we can all relate to, right, at different times. And Jesus told them, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. And again, in John 13, 34 through 35, Jesus says, A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And the bonus here really is that just by living out Jesus' words, people around us will know the source of our love. They'll know that it came from him and not from us. And if this really wasn't straightforward enough through Jesus, years later, Paul drives the point home when he's writing to the believers in Corinth, and he goes so far as to say that love is the greatest gift that a believer can be given or give, greater than any of the gifts that we tend to latch on to, like wisdom or faith or selfless giving. 
And if we don't have love, then all of those other things really mean nothing. So if I if I stop and kind of think about that in the workplace, this really can be a game changer for me personally. Um, you know, just thinking about typical workplace scenarios, we can be the best data analyst our company has ever seen, or we can lead our teams through a tough transition, or truly be the world's best boss and earn that mug. But if we're not living this, if we're not loving, then really what we're doing day in and day out is pretty empty. And and I think it's really easy to um, to oversimplify this. I mean, right, it, it, it all sounds great. It, it, you know, love people, love God, that's wonderful. But in reality, it also sounds exhausting. <laughs> and I know firsthand how hard it is to truly love coworkers or to show up on Monday morning with a tough week ahead and continue to be kind. And like I said, a simple truth that can be really complicated to live out. But the really cool thing that I'm learning here is that we don't have to conjure up this love and force it to the surface every day because we're not the source. God is the source. He is the headwater. He gives his love to us and then we share it with others. It's not ours to keep, but it's ours to give away. And again, all that sounds lovely and seamless. I'll open up and allow God's love to flow through me. That's great. Uh, You know, I mentioned earlier that after choosing this topic, I really struggled this week. I've had bad weeks at work. We all have. But this week, emotionally, it really reminded me of trudging through sand. Every step I took, I just kept falling further and further behind. And um, I don't know if you're in the same boat, but right now my team is primarily working remote due to the pandemic. And after being on so many Zoom calls this year, this week I really started to lose my patience with people who just were disengaged during meetings, coworkers who made flippin' and sarcastic remarks, and people who said they were going to finish a task, but instead pushed it off until later, and now it won't be done until next week, maybe. And I experienced some positive moments, but really midweek after all this, I began questioning, you know, whether I could even do this episode, whether I could publish a podcast on love when I couldn't even seem to hold it together for five minutes during a video call. And I think we all know this road, right? Eventually that frustration and angst and trying to make things work turned into anger and resentment. And in the middle of the week, I, I even woke up in the middle of the night replaying a conversation with a coworker in my head and feeling my frustration just grow bigger and bigger. And I laid there for a while and and after an hour of trying to force myself back to sleep, I got out of bed and opened up my Bible, um, partially to look for some inspiration and, you know, let's be honest, also hoping that it might help me fall back to sleep. Um, And here we go. In typical fashion, the Lord meets me right where I am. And he reminds me, of a character in the Bible that honestly I'd rather not admit that I have a lot in common with, but that's a good old Jonah. And if you know the story, you know Jonah was not too happy with God when God decided to show compassion for the city of Nineveh. Jonah was ready for some justice. He was put out because God chose mercy instead. And that's really how I felt this week. God, let these people be seen for for who and what they are. And here comes God. But love, his voice over and over reminding me, 
But love is not about you. And it's not even about the people that I'm asking you to love. It's about trusting and obeying me because I love them. And the mistake I make so many times is thinking that love, to love someone means that I have loving feelings for them. And of course we know that's not true, right? Look at our daily lives with our family members who we love but don't always like. But the reminder here was more about examining my own heart. So enter Jonah and looking at my actions. Did I act with kindness and patience? Was I rude? Did I let my own securities get in the way of being happy for someone else? And I'll never get it right every single time. But I believe that what God was trying to show me is, A, that I'm not the source of love, that He is. And if I try to conjure it up on my own strength, I won't last long. I know I won't. (laughs) And I'll remain frustrated. But also, B, that loving others is not about me. And it's really not even about the object, about the people I've been told to love. Loving the people I work with doesn't mean that I have giddy, I can't wait to work for this, you know, with this person today feelings. It means that I trust and obey God by following what he says love is in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So that was a lot to process this week. And and I know it's a simple message. Um, it's probably one of the most important messages to start with because as we look at different topics like uh, work-life integration and work-life balance and how you handle difficult conversations with coworkers, how you lead a team, um, what servant leadership looks like in the workplace, this will be the foundation, coming back to this, to this simple truth. So even though it was a lot to take in for me this week, uh, we'll revisit this along the way, this foundation. And so just for today, I'll wrap it up by quoting, um, there's this new Danny Gokey song that's out right now, and I really love it, um, partially because it's got a really good pace to it, but it's also, um, you know, the, the words that he says, it all comes down to this, love God and love people. So I just want to encourage you today, you know, whatever today looks like for you, whatever this week holds, spend time with God. Ask him to help you see the big picture even if just for a few minutes, and get out there and do it. Love people no matter what. Keep going back to the source so that you can can tap into God's love. Um, Remember that He loves you, and then just go out there and do it. Love people in His strength. Thank you for joining us today. We are so grateful for you and are excited to be on this journey together. Join us back here next Monday morning for a new look at The Way We Work It. Thank you.